You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. If you're new to the podcast, we're one, freaking stoked that you're here. We drop new episodes every Thursday and Tuesday. I don't know why I said those backwards, but I just did. So make sure you're subscribed to get the goodness straight to your phone each week. And also, if you're enjoying the show and have gained any education or encouragement from what we're bringing at you each week, it would help us out so much. I know we say it a lot, but If you would pause this episode and write a quick five-star review on Apple Podcasts, not only does that make us happy, honestly, uh, but it also helps push this podcast out to even more people and pushes us up in the rankings so that we can get even more incredible and big name guests. Y'all, on this list, we have a dream list for guests and Cole Sprouse is on it. So just help my dream become a reality and leave us a five-star review and maybe one day that will happen. (laughs) Anyway. Question for you. Have you ever thought about launching a course or a digital product? Selling digital content, courses or products is a really great way to scale your business, duplicate yourself and the value you bring and reach even more people with the expertise and knowledge you have to offer. But (laughs) launching a digital course or product can be pretty intimidating if you don't have any prior experience. So today, Evie and I are breaking down three of the top tools, strategies and ideas that you need to know and implement in order to start having a successful launch. If you've been flirting with the idea of launching something, but you feel just utterly lost in the sea of digital marketing for something of this scale, we've got you. We're breaking down how to create the right product that offers value and will sell well, how to create brand loyalty to guarantee a successful launch, and the importance of understanding marketing funnels and how to implement them into your launch, all while using examples from our past launches and experiences. All right, I'll stop talking now so we can get to the goodness. Let's go. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, friend, welcome to today's episode. I'm pretty excited for this one. I feel like it's going to be just kind of a, a, a short and snappy, like, bam, 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 get ready to go kick butt. It's also something we never talked about on the show before. We've yeah. never done, like, an episode even remotely close to launching. products, But we've gotten a lot of requests for it. So this is us just kind of like starting to give you what you've been asking for. We're going to, we have a lot more, I'm sure, to come on this topic because literally we had to narrow down like to three points because we were like, oh my Lord, there's so much. It's just so intense and so many moving parts and pieces. So yeah. And when we started, we literally did not know what we were doing. Oh, we had no (laughs) idea. So if if that's an encouragement from doing (laughs) Any encouragement for you today, you don't have to know everything. The, uh, us saying there's a lot of moving parts and it can be intense is us launching stuff like digital products and courses for the past couple of years and, you know, getting better and better as we continue to do it and learn and grow. But when we started, bro, we knew nothing. So nothing. <laughs> I remember literally, like, I think like three weeks before our first course launch, we were like, do we need like Facebook ads? Like, do we need to hire someone for like marketing? <laughs> Uh, Good times. All right. So we're going to talk today about 
the top like three kind of beginner things, not even, it's not beginner things, but some of the first few things that you need to do and keep in mind when looking to create an online course and and launch and sell an online course or like a digital product. So let's get started. All right. Number one is to create the right product. Now, when we say that, you're like, well, what do you mean? Um, what <laughs> Either I, that or duh. <laughs> or yeah, or, or duh. But I think the the thing that most people think is like, oh, I'll just create a product because I want to make money. Yeah. Okay, that might work if you're lucky, but probably not. Like yeah. you not, need to have intentional thought. Like what are you an expert at? Yeah. What do you know and know well that other people want to know? Do you have demand or proof of demand that mm-hmm. people want to learn from you or learn your skill Like when we started our photography course, it was because we got so much of a demand for our in-person workshop for photography that we were like, we couldn't possibly keep this intimate workshop feel for so long. Like we would be full-time workshoppers if we didn't create an online course. So we knew that there was a physical demand there first before we actually started creating our photography course. Yeah. I think with that, like it kind of comes down to you have to know what you're talking about too, kind of like Lindsay was saying. Not only make sure there's a demand for it, but also make sure you know what you're talking about. And you don't have to know everything right off the bat. We're not saying you have to have 20 years of experience and a PhD in the subject. And, you know, you know us. We don't necessarily think that you have to have all of those credentials. But making sure that you do have the expertise and experience where people don't know what you're about to share and they need it and you you have it proven like when we created our workshops and our courses we knew that our strategies and tools were working because it had worked for both of us incredibly fast incredibly well and it was working for all of the friends and mentors you know and and or mentees and people that we were sharing the tools and tips with we watched everyone just succeeding and we were like okay we want to get this to more people mm-hmm. so making sure that you know what you're talking about and with that make sure that it's quality that it's easy to use it's digestible and you know if you're creating a product that it's easy to customize or, or navigate, if you're creating a course that it's easy to, you know, ingest the information and then utilize that information. And I think there's like, Lindsay, do you want to share a little bit of kind of what we've been learning with courses too? I think we've been learning one that people don't finish them. So that's like something that we're just learning. Yeah. That's helpful for us as, as course creators is how can we, what can we implement and what can we do better as an educator or as a teacher to help our court or help our students go through the material at a regular pace? Because what so often, and I know this is more with with everyone, not just us, but yeah. a lot of people buy literally as I'm talking, I literally remember a course that I bought that I bought it on Black Friday, like at the beginning of my business, have never once started it. <laughs> So I'm literally a, a product of what I'm about to say, but that's a problem in the industry is so many people want the knowledge, but then they have trouble finding the time to actually implement it. Not that they yeah. ha- don't have the time, but prioritizing the time to actually sit down and take the course. So yeah. that's something that we're learning, but we didn't know that at the beginning. Yeah. Um, something that we did do at the beginning though was thinking how, and this is specific for online courses, but it could literally be for any digital product. It could be for like a downloadable video or PDF or something like that. But how are people ingesting it? How Mm -hmm. are they learning it? And how do people learn best either themselves or specifically from you as the educator? When we did our first course, we knew that people, 
they already, we already were very visually a part of our brand and they were really engaged with our faces. That sounds weird to say, but they were. And so we (laughs) knew that we wanted our course to be a video course. But with that, we also knew, okay, some people don't learn best audibly or visually. And so in our our course, we also had a course workbook that wasn't an exact transcription. You could do that. However, we did like bullet points, it was a more than bullet points, but it was basically like a summarization of what we were saying. Yeah. So that and way, then the worksheets and everything with that went with right. it. And then the worksheets. But like that way you're giving people multiple ways to learn the information, not just yeah. one way, assuming that everyone learns the same way. Yeah. I think it it just comes down to make sure that there's a demand for what you're trying to create. Make sure you know what you're talking about. And then talk to friends, do some Google searching or whatnot, and figure out ways that you can set up, you know, your your course. Do you want it to be slides and, you know, workbook and worksheets and that type of thing? Do you want it to be more audible or visual? Or how do you want people to, to work through it? Same thing with any physical or, you know, digital products as well. Pay attention to how you want it to be laid out. How do you want them to receive it? You know, all of that that goes with it. Just making sure that you're creating the right product. Don't just create something because you've seen somebody else do it. Like make sure there's strategy that goes into what you're creating and why, and then give Mm -hmm. it time and energy. But also be aware that there's going to be a learning curve. Lindsay and I are still learning a lot with course creation and, you know, products creation. And we take feedback from our community and from our students of, okay, people really enjoyed the workbook or people really love the fact that it's on video, but maybe we put more graphics on the screen as we're talking through stuff so that they can, you know, watch us and hear us and see the, you know, what we're talking about too. Like there's just always learning to to have or to to learn. That's not what I'm trying to say. There's always more to learn. There we go. Better, better phrased, more well phrased. I cannot. Let's move on. All right. Perfect. (laughs) I think what you're trying to say is like, You're always going to be learning, but fight for excellence even from the beginning. Oh, thank you. That was well phrased. I know. It's fine. It's normally the other way around. Anyways, number two is make sure you have brand loyalty. Ideally, before you start selling something, especially a high ticket offer that's digital. Um, I think lower ticket offers you can get away with not having as much brand loyalty. But regardless, if you're asking people to put money down, ideally, you want to have served them and they know that your products and and what you give out is of value. Yeah. Yep. I think you just have to keep in mind the the factor of no like and trust, which is just so central to all of sales and to doing sales well. And you can kind of do this two different ways with an online product like a course or a digital product or whatever. You could start off with no audience base, like no social media following, no email list, that type of thing. And just go for Facebook ads where you're targeting cold leads, which means people who have never heard of your brand before. And then you're kind of bringing them into your brand, nurturing them through your brand so that they do get to know, like, and trust you and then selling to them at the end. So that's kind of a funnel, which we'll talk about a little bit later. So you could do that. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I have no brand whatsoever, I have a great product idea that I know would sell really well, and I don't want to wait a year or two to build up this whole brand with, you know, an engaged brand loyalty or whatnot, you could just start with cold leads on Facebook ads, but you still have to guide them through to create brand loyalty. Yeah. Right. 
Like if you do a Facebook ad to a cold audience, which let's just break down the, let me just break down some terms in case anybody's listening to this and they're like, well, you're above my head. I don't know what's happening, which there's no shame in that game. Um, Brand loyalty basically just means anybody that knows your brand has ingested content from you, whether it's free on social media or they've downloaded a guide or they've bought something in the past and they are obsessed and they know they love you and they know the value that you have to give. That's what brand loyalty means. It's somebody that is loyal to your brand. And Um, typically that person is willing to also be a brand advocate who's willing to share you or buy from you or uh, any of the above. Right. And now hot and cold leads, usually those have to deal with, or, oh yeah, well, well, Lord. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, is hot lead a thing or is it just warm and cold? Warm and cold are more typical. I think I've heard the phrase hot lead for like somebody who's eager to buy. Like they, they're they like, take my money now. But typically it's it's cold and warm leads. Okay, whatever. Anyways, so we'll, <laughs> let me break that down. So a cold lead is basically putting your ad in front of somebody who literally has never heard of you, never yeah. seen your face, never don't, doesn't, has never seen your content ever online. That's yeah. a cold lead. So that it costs, I think, typically more Yes. For a fa- per Facebook ad to do that because you're you're that's like the entire world, right? You're trying to reach people that have never heard of you, especially from starting out. That's like everyone, right? A warm lead is showing ads to people who Facebook ha- can know has interacted with your website, follows you on Instagram, has interacted with your content in any way. Um, so that's the difference between cold and warm. So mm-hmm. when we say when you're first trying to sell an online product and you don't have an audience or you don't have a brand loyalty towards anything. If you're just starting with a cold lead, never start and just sell your product to cold leads. Yeah. Because you've never, you haven't nurtured that relationship and you haven't grown that trust so that they'll actually buy from you. Like you might get a few sales. Like literally the other day, I saw a, an ad that I've never heard of this girl before. And it was like a, I think it was like a PDF. It was, well, it was like a little mini, mini course. It was 27 bucks, which is why it works. So if you have a really low ticket offer that it could maybe work for cold leads, because this worked on me, it was 27 <laughs> bucks. And it was like, it was like uh, content for every single week of a year for email lists. Like, so basically giving you email list ideas for every single week of the year. And then it also had like subject line uh, ideas. And I was like, I need it. It's 27 bucks. Give it to me. Um <laughs> So that, like that cold lead ad that I saw, because I literally saw it from an ad, it worked on me. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to like highly discourage this, but I also kind of do, because I don't think you're going to get as much bang for your buck if you just use ad money, which costs you money mm-hmm. to like sell your course or your digital product to cold leads. I think yeah. it's smarter to, if you're going to do cold leads to like do an ad for a freebie, yeah. to a cold lead. That way they ingest your content. There, It intrigues them and then they download it and then they're like, oh, I like her. Oh, let me follow her on social. Oh, mm-hmm. like she has good stuff. And now they're like slowly closer to the path of then potentially buying your high ticket offer. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just did like the high ticket offer to a cold lead, does that make sense? Like why they would oh, yeah. probably buy that? Yep. All right, cool. I'm saying <laughs> yep. And I'm like <laughs> the one who's teaching this with you. Okay. Anyways... <laughs> Yes. And I think that kind of comes down to, you know, creating a process that nurtures that cold lead through your systems and even maybe the warm lead to get them to the hot stage where they're ready to put their money down and creating that nurturing sequence that 
creates the no like, and trust factors and offers them value before you're ever asking them to pay a dime, which yeah. that leads perfectly into our final and third point of funnels, because what we're describing here is literally a marketing a funnel. funnel. Okay, so, but wait, but I have more things to say before you move on to funnels. Okay, yeah, go for I it. I just have so much thoughts. <laughs> so, much so much thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to throw in a real life example, because I, I think I just talked about if you don't have an audience. However, let's do the flip side. If you do have an audience, if you do already have brand loyalty, what we did when we launched our first course, we already had a good chunk of brand loyalty. We had people on our heart email list. And then we also both had so pretty good social media followings. So we already had like a lot of warm audience to, to pull from. So I remember for our first course, we didn't sell to cold leads whatsoever. Yeah, We literally, we did do organic social media, like just posting about our course on social. Yeah, And then we also did ads, but we only did ads to people that... Retargeting. Yeah, retargeting people that already knew who we were. Yeah. So you had to know, like either follow us or have been to one of our websites if to get that ad. Yeah. So that's like the other side of it, of like if you do already have a... A warm like a, audience. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even have to be a huge following, but like somewhat of a following that knows who you are and would potentially be willing to sell what you have. That's the other way to do it. Like, so you could combine organic growth on social media with targeted ads. Yeah, or you could absolutely. just do targeted ads, but it's both and. Yeah, and there's a lot that goes into, you know, all of that. And you can also just ignore ads altogether and just do it organically via your social right. media or your email list or whatever. There are so many different ways to do it. But the point that we're trying to get across is pay attention to brand loyalty. Don't immediately just try to sell someone something. Um, yeah. Make sure that you're showing up, nurturing them through a, a process of, you know, offering value and creating a relationship and the no like and trust factor is there before you're trying to sell a product. So I think you can do that from ground zero via funnels, which we'll dive into, but you should also be paying attention to it via organic if that's the route that you're going. So mm -hmm. that's a general overview. And now diving into funnels. <laughs> okay, now go off on funnels and be on done. All right, entrepreneurs, let's face it. You're in a pickle. You're not attracting your ideal clients because your brand visuals are just meh at best. And you're not showing up as the professional ready to make their life 500 times better. Do you honestly feel like your website just sucks? Like your branding feels like you created it in Microsoft's Paint? Anyone else remember Microsoft's Paint? Is that just me? <laughs> okay. And your, your client experience just overall feels like it's seriously lacking. And you just need a change right now. But let's be honest, you're not ready to drop 8K on a custom web and brand design. Well, don't worry, that's where we come in. Introducing the solution to all of your website struggles, the Heart Shop website templates. Now we spent hours designing these customizable, professional and conversion intense website templates with our incredible designer, Sarah Crook of Elizabeth Designs. They are so incredibly easy to use and customize with ShowIt's user-friendly interface. Yes, by the way, you can easily learn how to work with ShowIt even if you've never touched a website or any design platform before and you can change literally anything you want. No more being limited to squares on your website. It's a drag and drop system that is freaking easy and looks incredible. Oh, oh, you want more information? Cool, I got you. The templates come already SEO optimized with copy prompts from Lindsay and I included. Yeah, you don't just get nonsensical filler text. 
you get bomb education and prompts from Lindsay and I to help you wow your potential clients and crush your website copy. And we designed a variety of these in different styles so you can find the closest match and then tweak it to make it fully your own. If you're ready to save thousands of dollars and hours upon hours upon hours of your time and get clients flooding through your website, you need to check these out. So grab yours at theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash website dash templates. Hey, photographers, this one's for you. Real talk, have you ever felt like your photos just look stale? Like they lacked the oomph that you're looking for? Ever feel like you're not just like fully capturing the life and energy and story of your clients, but you just don't know how to fix it? Well, we've got some magic sauce for you, my friend. Meet your new best friend, The Posing Miner, our online course for photographers showing you how to capture those jaw-dropping, authentic photos of your clients that will leave them in tears because you capture them in the moment so perfectly. Yes, it is packed full with six course episodes, over 232 minutes of video content, and three bonus PDFs. Lindsay and I take you out into the field with us. Like, no, literally, we we go into some fields and we walk you through step-by-step how to pose families, couples, portraits or seniors, wedding parties, and a wedding couple. So if you are ready to say bye-bye to brain farts in the middle of your photo sessions, awkward silences and weird freaking prom poses, uncomfortable clients and subpar images, the posing minor is your new best friend. To see more and to join in on the magic, go to theheartuniversity.com forward slash posing dash minor. One more time, theheartuniversity.com forward slash posing dash minor. Okay, let's talk about marketing funnels. I actually talked about this on my story a few days ago. So I get this question a lot. What is a funnel? What are funnels? It's a great question. It's a very techie marketing term. So it's not, if you didn't, if you don't know what funnels are, don't worry about it. It's a very a nerdy part of marketing. So essentially a funnel is a strategic step-by-step plan to guide your ideal customer from like a point A, which is usually finding your brand or brand awareness to, you know, point B or point Z or whatever you want to call it of becoming that brand loyalist. And this looks a lot like nurturing and guiding your customer through each phase of getting to know you, like you and your offer, and then trust that you know what you're talking about, that you're giving them value and that that it's worth spending money on you or spending time on you, you know, coming to that webinar or coming to follow your Instagram page or, you know, subscribing to your email list, whatever. It, it can look like a lot of different things. So funnels can be used as an overall brand tool. So for example, you know, if your initial way of t- kind of gaining a following is through YouTube, and then you kind of have a funnel that you're directing them over to your Instagram where you're giving them different like daily tips or something like that. And then from your Instagram, you're guiding them over to your email list. And then your email list is giving them freebies and different things like that or whatever. It can look like a a lot of different ways to navigate your ideal customer through your brand, but it can also be a funnel for a specific item or a specific product, which is... Mm -hmm a lot more of what we're probably going to talk about today because we're talking about selling and launching online courses and online products. So, Lindsay, do you want to take it from here? I would say like understanding funnels in general, like Evie just said, is really vital to knowing how to launch a digital product well. Yeah. Um, So yeah, when, when people say funnels when it comes to 
selling an online or launching an online product, they probably typically mean like an email funnel, typically, um, which is just like the sequence of emails that is sent out to sell like during the launch period when your product is live. That also usually includes Facebook ads, text message marketing, you know, things like that that are going in. It's all kind of a unified front of how to be targeting and retargeting your ideal customer through a launch Mm -hmm. phase. So I'm going to use the example uh, of us in the heart of what we've done in the past. But when you're thinking for a launch of an online product, the question to ask is, how do I bring people into my launch funnel? Basically, how do I get them into this funnel that then leads them and pushes them to ideally buy the product that you're selling? So when you're wanting to launch a digital product, whether it's a course or whether it's like a PDF guide or I don't care what it is, it's a digital product of any kind, you ideally want to give them something of like a free value first, a free value item or video or PDF, whatever, something free first, like a freebie or an opt-in. Usually it's called an opt-in. Um And that's, maybe you're already doing that organically through your email list, through your social media. Like we said before, like to create brand loyalists that know, like, and trust you, you want to be serving them constantly with free, like free content. However, Mm -hmm. especially for a launch and especially for a high ticket item, like a really expensive course, you want to give something to get them into that funnel. That's really, really, really valuable that they can't believe that you're giving it away for free. Mm Mm-hmm. So for example, for our first photography course launch, what we did for that freebie opt-in that was so good and all credit to Max Sadek, who is our marketing manager, because this was his idea. (laughs) um, We were talking through opt-ins of like what we could do. And his idea was, he's like, do you have an episode or video in your course that's like the absolute best one? And And most people are going to like really want. Right. And we were like, yeah, probably our posing episode. And he was like, give that away for free. And we were like, no, but it's the best one. <laughs> like we wanted to hold it. Like that's the value that they're giving. And he's like, yeah, give it away for free. Mm-hmm. And it worked so, so well. Yeah. Because what it does is like our autom- like automatically our minds are like, oh, wait, no, we want to hold tight to like the best content. That should be the paid content. However, it, it works opposite, which like if you give away your best content for free, when people consume that, they're going to be like, if this was free, what possibly else in that, like, I want the whole thing. Like yeah. that gave me so much, you want their the free content, especially as the lead magnet of a funnel for a launch to yeah. be so freaking valuable that people are like, sign me the heck up because yeah. that just changed my life. Like yeah. that's your goal when creating a freebie lead, lead magnet. Yeah, and with that, just a caveat to that, make sure that you're not giving away all of your right. incredibly valuable content. Like we had, what, at that point, 20 episodes or something. I think in, it was 25 episodes and that was one of them. Yeah. So we gave away one of our best, but also we weren't giving away, you know, an oh, entire okay. season or like, right. you know, which was like 10 episodes or something. We were giving away one episode that we knew people were really in demand, like really wanting that and would really love to see. And it gave them an incredible taste of what was in the rest of the course. And then we have like 25, 24 right. other episodes. <laughs> Something else that I want to say with that is think about your target audience for your offer. So our offer was a photography course. Our freebie opt-in was a posing episode. Posing is something that every photographer wants to be better at. Or like that's usually uh, a big point pain of point. pain point in a photographer's life is knowing how to get candid posing. So yeah. that's again why we chose that episode. We didn't choose an episode on like how to get rave reviews. Because yeah. yes, while that is 
important. Not as many people would probably want to get that episode, if that makes sense. Like, they're like, okay, maybe, sure, maybe. But that was like a really big ticket item that would be beneficial. Yeah. And then from there, the funnel just kind of creates and curates a game plan of, okay, now that they're in the door, they're interested. We know that they're kind of a warm lead. We're going to continue to nurture this lead. We're going to give them, you know, social proof, like, which means like typically testimonials or, or reviews from past students or past customers who are like, this works. This is incredible. I learned so much. We're going to give them, you know, that social proof. We're going to offer them even more value. Hey, come, if you liked that, come download this freebie or come join us on this webinar or this live or, you know, whatever. And taking them through the whole, like, I guess, process of Mm -hmm. explaining, here's what you're going to get, breaking down their hesitations of like, I know it's an expensive investment or, you know, I know whatever it's, it's a, it's money that you have to spend, but would you rather spend that money on, you know, something frivolous Or would you rather invest it back into your business where Mm -hmm. you're going to see more return on that investment? So, you know, a funnel is basically just a strategic game plan of how you're going to continue to speak to that person once they're in the door, kind of guiding them through almost like, I guess like the picture that just came to my mind was like a house tour. Like once somebody opens the door and is like, oh, what's inside? You kind of take their hand and are like, all right, here's the living room. Here's what this is going to look like. It's not that scary. Let's turn on some lights. Let's expose those fears. All right, now here's the kitchen. This is where X happens. This is how this works. This is what you, you know, and it's kind of like guiding them through each room of the house to the point that they're like, oh, you know, this big house isn't that scary. I I need it. I want it or whatever. It's kind of a janky right. analogy, but that's what came to mind. <laughs> I want to kind of walk you through kind of as we're wrapping up, like, what that would look like practically. So let's take the literal example of our first photography course. It's mm-hmm. called the posing, or it's not the posing. It's called, it's called the photo major. Yeah. And the freebie opt-in was a, at the time, it's different now, but at the time it was our posing episode. Mm-hmm. So if that's the lead magnet, okay, you can either create an ad that's on Facebook that's going to go to, well, honestly, anywhere on the internet, um, a Facebook ad for that freebie and it goes to warm leads or cold leads, whatever you want to choose. And you could do the Facebook ad or organic, like just sharing about the freebie uh, on your social or on your email list. So that's, you're mixing organic with um, Facebook ads in that in that position. Um, that pulls them into the funnel. The second that they download that freebie, now they're in the email list that starts the funnel for the launch. Well, now, if it's a video, which it, for us it was, you need an email that's like, hey, did you watch it? What did you think? Because some again, people need help and encouragement watching things and consuming things as we've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we have it triggered so that we can see when somebody's watched it and when right. somebody hasn't. So we had two funnels that were splitting off of once someone's watched it, they get put into this sequence. And before they've watched it, they're in this sequence of just kind of encouraging them like, hey, that video expires you know, on X date, make sure you watch it, that type of thing where it's encouraging them to watch. And then all those pain points that Evie was talking about earlier of like, hey, this is like, here's the living room. Or what were the examples you used exactly of like, why, here's testimonials. Here's why you need it. Here's why it's important to invest in yourself. Like basically thinking of all the psychological 
Yeah. Yeah. Exposing the fears and the lies that are holding people back. Like you really have to get into your ideal customer's brain where you're thinking, okay, so we were speaking to wedding photographers or photographers in general. And a lot of photographers really struggle with, you know, making sure they're charging enough that Mm -hmm. they're, they're shooting a little bit less and charging a little bit more. So they're not running themselves ragged, making sure they're giving a quality client experience where they're going to get raving fans out of their clients who are going to continue to refer them to other people, making sure they're shooting in the niche that they really want to be shooting in and breaking into that, you know, destination market or whatever it is that they're really wanting to get into. And Lindsay and I went through and thought through, like basically dove into our client avatar's brain of what they were right. struggling with. And in those emails kind of broke down, have you ever felt like you're just shooting nonstop, but it's all for clients who don't value you, who are not paying full price, who, you know, are, are budget shopping, and you're just so frustrated of working with people who don't get how much you're worth? Great. We're going to help solve that via, and like we would go into XYZ. If you're ready to learn this, 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 then you need this course. And it was just a mental, like, removal of that that mental roadblock and kind of exposing you really do probably need this course and mm-hmm. it's going to speak to that person who actually does need the course. Well, and it's it's positioning, it's knowing the offer that you're giving and what pain point that offer solves. And it could obviously yes. be multiple pain points. Um and then addressing those pain points in an email funnel. So each email addresses a different pain point. And I want to say with an email funnel for a launch, you don't want to overwhelm them. You don't want to send like three or four emails a day unless the only time that we usually send multiple emails a day is at the very beginning of the launch, like the day one of the launch where it's like, hey, here's uh, this freebie opt-in. And then maybe a reminder, if it was a webinar, here's the replay or, hey, have you oh, have you watched it yet? Something like that where it's like a reminder. And then usually the last day of the launch, which is like the, the day that almost you probably get usually the most sales. And that's the one where it's like, okay, today's the last day. And then maybe later mm-hmm. that night, you send another email that's like, final countdown. You have two hours yeah. to hop off the fence and make a decision. Yep. Um, so usually the beginning and the end are the only days that you really want to like send multiple emails a day, but people are going to get real annoyed real fast <laughs> if you're sending multiple emails a day every single day of your launch. And that'll, don't lose, do that. <laughs> that'll lose the trust in the like factors. So right. don't, don't like abuse you want, that. You want to remind people that you're launching something and that this is why they need it. But, or this is like, if they are struggling with this, this is why they need it. But mm-hmm. also you just, yeah, you don't want to hammer home that point. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay, that... I feel like we could go on forever. On we could... The problem with launches is that there's so many different angles that we could talk about. We could, I mean, this, we low-key have talked about creating an entire course on launching just because it's involved. It's <laughs> and it, involved. There's, there's a lot that goes into it, um, especially if you're trying to get into, you know, higher level like numbers or more and more products or high ticket products or whatnot. So hopefully this podcast episode was just a really great first few steps of things that I think even I wish we could go back and tell ourselves when we were first launching. So hopefully these have helped just to recap for you really fast. Number one was create the right product. So give strategic thought to what you're creating. Make sure there's a demand for that. Make sure you know what you're talking about and make sure you structure it in such a way that people are actually going to be able to digest ingest and digest what you're giving them in the right way. Number two is brand loyalty. Paying attention to how you're nurturing and serving your people before you ever ask them to spend a dime on you. And part of that can be, number three, 
understanding marketing funnels and paying attention to kind of nurturing and guiding and funneling people through your brand, through your offer, through their hesitations, and giving them value as they walk step-by-step through, you know, getting to know you and the, the offer that you're giving all the way through to becoming a brand loyalist. So there is a lot more that we could say, but I hope this was at least a great beginning overview of launching an online course or a digital product that can get you the wheels turning in your mind of online launches. Mm. Yeah, that was that was meaty, uh, <laughs> but it was fun. So let us know if you love this topic of launching and just digital and online digital products and online courses, and we'll make more episodes on it. So let us know. And you can let us know by screenshotting this episode, sharing it on Instagram stories, just DMing us. We love to hear from you guys and just hearing what episodes you love the most. um, Mm -hmm. That just, it fuels our soul and it helps us make this podcast even better for you. um, Because we love, love, love serving you twice a week. And it's just... It's so much fun and it's just genuinely one of the most fun parts of our job. So thank you so much for listening. If you're here, we genuinely like love you so much (laughs) and we're honored that you're here. If you want to share this episode and tag us, you can tag us at The Heart University, at Evie Rupp and at Mrs. Lindsay Roman and we will shout you out and just DM you and have a good conversation. So thank you guys so much for listening and we look forward to seeing you in the future.